0: Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast with me, Newcastle United editor Aaron Stokes. And if you're a regular listener to the Monday show, you'll be wondering where on earth is Andrew Musgrove. But fear not, he's just on a well-deserved holiday. And that means that I'm joined by Newcastle Fans TV's Sam Mulliner. Sam, it feels very, very fitting that you're on the show this week because if Andrew Musgrove is the CEO and founder of the Miguel Almiron Fan Club, it's safe to say You are just that for the Alexander Isaac Fan Club, and I'm sure we'll talk about him in depth in the next hour or so. If you're watching us live on Facebook and YouTube, thank you very much for tuning in as ever. If you're listening later on on your podcast provider, please remember to drop us a follow. Now, another Newcastle United win to talk about this afternoon, Sam. Uh, You were at the game on on Friday night, but there were some sore sore heads on Saturday morning
1: um i, I was just sore in general i didn't have a drink considering it was uh, st patrick's day i was uh i was the responsible driver but um the limbs in the away end at the end yeah I, I had my legs were sore i don't know why but um it was it was great to be involved in as well and i mean there was we were preparing at the end for myself and lee of nftv to be talking about var controversy which is still quite relevant of course it is but the fact that we got the win as well, just, you know, it calms things a little.
0: I mean, the scenes in the away end, as you see, I have seen a very, very good video of yourself celebrating that Elliot Anderson goal. call. <laughs> um, and, and obviously the scenes at the end were just fantastic. I mean, it, it must have just been an incredible feeling when that Isaac penalty was given and obviously when it went in.
1: Yeah, the penalty... It was clear as day right in front of us. There was there was there was stonewall. Um the penalty itself I couldn't I couldn't bear to watch, but there was some absolute genius by uh, our captain Kieran Trippier, um which was just absolutely inspired, which completely nullified any kind of S housery from Nottingham Forest. Um yeah, absolutely superb and, and the way Isak calmly put away that penalty with um, just utter technical ease was was a joy to behold. As you say, um, I've been banging the drum to anyone who will listen to me about Alexander Isak even before he signed. I first did um, a written article for NFTV back in 2020 during lockdown one about who I'd like to see sign for us um, if a takeover was ever to happen. And Alexander Isak was number one on that list in that article. So, yeah. I'm glad he's proving me right so far.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody who's obviously seen you on this show or or watches Newcastle fans TV can vouch that you have been, as you say, banging the drum for many, many years about him. I mean, it it might be slightly different for you being in the away end. I was, you know, watching it very drunk on a a stag doing Latvia, so I may have had a little different uh, opinion. But to myself, it looked like Trippier was going to take the penalty. Did you think that in the away end, though? He's did you know that he was
1: just sort of trying to take the take the pressure off Isak? so lee, lee who I was um with from nftv he thought trippy was going to take it i don't want to big myself up or appear too clever but i i thought i i thought Isak, and i could you can testify this by watching NFT uh, post match videos on uh, newcastle fans tv as well i thought it was always going to be Isak to take the penalty. He took it against um, Bournemouth, didn't he, earlier on in the season? Um, and Trippier has just learnt these dark arts off Simeone and has helped brought this into Newcastle United, which is a joy to see, really, because it's it's not something we're really accustomed to. But all the good top teams do it. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. Um, and I just thought it was an utterly inspired moment because um, Navas was trying his tricks and getting into his head, but Trippi had just stood there and smiled. When the referee had finally got hold of the situation, up stepped and and picked the ball off uh, off Tripp's and slotted it away. And scenes and and limbs did ensue, but um, mm. I'm sure you could hear it all the way from Latvia, which is uh, you know the new obvious destination for all stag do's, Clearly.
0: Well, I, I, I can definitely confirm that it is a very good location if you if you like a drink um, and anybody that's got a stag do coming up, definitely get yourself to Riga. A lot of a lot of Geordies in Riga I've discovered. We were watching the match next to a table of girls who were from and funnily enough. So, um, yeah, that was a very very odd experience, but but still. Very do you know where life. I went for my stag do? Oh, I've got no idea. So
1: Newcastle. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Northumberland Plate Day. There you go.
0: Good. There you go. You don't have to go abroad to have a good time. Um, but yeah, fantastic scenes. As you say, the limbs in the away end were were absolutely fantastic. I want to talk about Alexander Rizak, the man of the moment. Um, you know, obviously, we we did a we did a live podcast ahead of the Carabao Cup final less than a month ago, and you were sort of the only man calling for him to be. Brought back into the starting eleven over Callum Wilson. It's interesting how quick these things can change because in the space of two or three games since then, Isaac has just completely nailed down his spot now as, as Eddie Howe's go-to man. Y- you you might be of this persuasion. He's getting a lot of shouts on Twitter that he's the next Thierry Henry. And, and I I'm started guessing. that.
1: Never, never mind shouts on Twitter. That was all me. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the way he, he carries himself and holds himself, his attributes, the way he can drift in off the left, um, that doesn't mean I want to see him out on the wing because he's a centre-forward. Um, yeah, there's just so many things to like about him. He's, he's good in the air, as we saw against um, Wolverhampton the week previous. Um, yeah, he's, he's got it all. I know you want in on the, uh, the Alex Isak fan club now, and rightly so. And to be honest, like... I'd had a few at King's Cross. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the day before the cup final, I told Kieran Kelly how much I admired him. But um, yeah, I felt vindicated at half time, really, of the cup final. Um, Wilson, and this is, this is not a criticism of Callum Wilson at all, because he's been absolutely amazing for us. He's kept us in the Premier League before the takeover. He's been utterly fantastic. Um, he's just not in form at the moment. Um, is he a striker? And it, and, it, and it was perfectly right, by the way, that he went to the World Cup because he was the best alternative at that time to Harry Kane. Um, is he a striker that can take us to the next level and, and, and get into the Champions League and cement ourselves in a top-four place? Probably not. Alex Isak is your man. Um, there's still plenty of time for him to to grow and improve. He's adapting to the Premier League all the time. Um the first few games he had for us, he, he was getting pushed off the ball too easily. Um, you could see that in the last two games in particular, that's not happening really anymore. Um, there's some battles going on, of course there is, but he's not being pushed off the ball so easily. so he's adapting, he's learning, which is great to see. There's more to come from him, I have no doubt. But um, yeah, I I, um, I welcome you to the uh, Alexander Isak fan club. Two, ha- two, two house rules, shoes off at the door and uh, and uh, and bring a bottle.
0: Uh, I'll certainly, certainly be able to do that, definitely. And I'm sure I won't be the only one getting my getting my letters sent in. I mean, he's really, the last couple of games, just as you say, it seems to have gone to another level. You know, Roger Cook's in the comments here saying he's actually gone from not fit enough to top form. And I think he needed a bit of time to settle. He obviously suffered that thigh injury and then a re- reoccurrence of it. And I think we're finally starting to see, you know, the real Alexander Ezek that we paid £58 million for now, you're absolutely spot on when you say about Callum Wilson um, and simply just not being in a good run of form at the minute. But you feel like he's going to struggle to get back in this in this team before the end of the season.
1: Yeah, if if, I, if uh, Alex Isak's fit now, he plays. There's, there's no two ways about it. Um, Wilson's a fantastic option to, to bring off the bench because that was what we were really lacking on, on Friday. There wasn't really any options. I mean, Elliot Anderson did absolutely superb. Um I think keeping squad players fit between now and the end of the season is going to be key to us, whether we get top four, top six, whatever. Because um, the international break has probably come at a decent time for us. Not in a sense that we've just found our form again and we've started to win games, but start, there's, a, there's a, quite a lot of players in that squad that are carrying knocks and just need a couple of weeks' breather to to, to get them back fully fit. Um, in time for a, a huge game against Manchester United.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we've obviously seen Miggy ruled out now for for a good number of weeks. Fabian Share um, has has pulled out of, of international duty. On Share on the defence. Let's go back to you know the early doors of the game. A rare mistake by Sven Botman, who has been you know cool, calm, and collected pretty much since he joined the club. Um, it was, a, it was a really poor mistake from him, wasn't it, the, to hand Harris, uh, Forrest the advantage?
1: It, it was. I mean, I almost feel like he's a bit cursed at the moment. Um, I mean, he's been called up to the Netherlands squad and absolutely deserves it. He's been immense. Um, I mean, look, these things happen. It was poor. I don't think he got a shout, whether or not um, that would have made any difference because he was just so focused on the ball, didn't see... Um, Obviously, didn't see the runner in from behind. He'll get over it. He'll come back stronger. He's still our number one centre-back. Again, it's probably come at a good time for him because he's had a horrible run of deflected home goals and now this mistake. But other than that, the defence was absolutely superb. Dan Byrne, again, was obviously targeted. Forest playing on the counter attack. They got a bit of pace in their side, apart from Andre Ayew, who must be about fifty-six years old by now. <laughs> um, they, they, they 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 weren't a bad side on paper either. Are you a side? They, they, you never really know what you're going to get with Forest because some some games they look pretty handy, and that they'll have more than enough to stay up. And other times they're just absolutely dreadful. Um, burn Burn dealt with most of what Forrest could throw at him. Um centre back superb apart from, from the obvious bot era and, and Trippier it was inspired. He's getting back to, to form after a, a bit of a bit of a wobble, bit of a dip. Um yeah. the the unit as a whole was was pretty solid and Forrest didn't look like scoring other than the goal we gifted him really.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's a fair assessment. And, and as you say, they are very hit and miss. I think their home form, though, is you know what really you know sort of pulled them away from the relegation zone the last couple of months. And I think you know this team, this Newcastle United team, you know at the start of the season they were you know blowing teams out the water, three nil, four one, five 0 And the last couple of weeks, and Isaac made a very good point when he was speaking to Sky after the game, and that is that this Newcastle United team are just finding ways now to come back into games to grind out results and and Trippier being back to form I think is a, is a big part of that you know the Wilson got a lot of stick after the World Cup for being out of form but actually Trippier was you know really struggling for those couple of months so you know very good to see him him back to form um you know so yes Forrest hit the leads Isaac very very clever finish on the stroke of half time to get things back into it and a change at the break, who you know, a lot of us in Latvia, and I'm sure you in the away end didn't know if it was tactical or you know, injury uh, inspired, and that was the introduction of Elliot Anderson. Allen St. Maximum, and now just like Carl Wilson, is surely going to struggle to get back in this team because you know, Anderson needed to deliver, and he's done just that straight off the bat.
1: He did. Um, I still don't fully know, I can't be sure. You maybe you can tell me whether that was tactical. I know you said it was tactical. Um, Maxi had a hand in the equaliser, um, which I'm interested. If you were watching with the with the sound on in Latvia, what the delay was between the goal going in and the noise from the away end? Because none of us saw it. None of <laughs> none of us saw it because we were a complete opposite end of the pitch. It's quite uh, low down. It's all bottom tier, old school ground, the City Ground. Great atmosphere. Brilliant. Um, I sort of do hope um, Forrest stay up so we can go there again next season. Um, but, yeah, the, the, it was like we were all on satellite delay because we didn't realise it had gone in, especially after hitting the bar um, twice previous earlier in the half. Um, but, uh, yes, to your point about Alan St-Maximin, largely poor in the first half. And I'm a huge um, Maxi defender. I love him. Um, he did have a hand in the equaliser. But other than that, quiet, he should, that was a game for him to really um, shine in front of the cameras. He should have had Aurier on toast. Um, and that didn't really come to fruition. And it was Elliot Anderson's big chance. He didn't get his proper chance when he had the start against Liverpool. Pope's red card put pay to that when he had to be subbed. And his previous substitute appearances have been, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes if he's lucky. Um he looked really sharp, really sharp. Tested Navas early on in the second half, and his goal, which was cruelly snatched away from him, um, was was thoroughly deserved, and it should have made the game a lot more comfortable because it was, as we now know, a perfectly good, legitimate goal.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll go on to the goal in, in a second. I just want to, you know, keep the praise on him a bit before we before we cruelly snatch it away. But you know, for me, Elliot Anderson, as you said, we haven't seen too much of him he's arguably been played out of position when how ops stick him you know in the sort of midfield three rather than out left and you know similar to you i have been a you know a very big defender saint maximum i've I've called for a start i think he deserved to get back into the team you know two or three weeks ago when he when he was actually impressing off the bench but i agree i think i think friday was a game which he should excel in um and i just think you know this team now the bench is getting stronger. You don't have too much time to waste, and when Elliot Anderson is coming on and, and, and delivering a performance like that, I think you know he's how promised on on, on Thursday that he was going to give him more game time, and I think that'll definitely come to fruition now. And I don't know about you, but I feel like Elliot Anderson went. You know, we saw him in the summer and he was on loan. He you know he looked a little bit scrawny, a little bit. If you look at that team photo in the dressing room after now, he is a unit now. And I think we're seeing, we're seeing you know, a, a, fitter, um, a fitter and and more suited to this team, Elliot Anderson.
1: Well, if he hadn't have booked up, as you said, he would have been pushed off the ball for the header that he scored. It was a fantastically well-taken header at the back post. Brilliant. It was a great passage of play. Um, there'd have been an argument for him to have gone out on loan this season, a very, very big argument, especially with bringing in Gordon, Um, In January, obviously, uh, Fraser being frozen out sort of put pay to that, really, and he'll obviously leave in the summer, you would think. Um, Almiron being injured, Gordon being injured. Does Murphy keep his place against Manchester United? These these are kind of questions for for Eddie Howe, really. There's definitely competition for places now, which is only going to increase as... um, after the summer and and further transfer windows down the line um it's great to see because the squad will obviously evolve as i say the more transfer windows go by but you don't want to lose the identity You, you still need a geordie or two in that um dressing room and young lads who knows what it means to to pull that shirt on and play for the badge um, you need to keep that identity so other players can buy into it like Bruno has, like Isak's doing, like Bartman has. Um, it brings a fantastic togetherness in the squad, which you really don't want to lose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, fantastic to see that, you know, he got his goal. Um, I bet it was probably baffling for us watching it on TV, more so than the away end, thinking, where on earth is this offside came from? Um and i mean having now watched it back is, is there anything other than just a uh, dismay
1: <laughs> well the the obvious scenes were because none of us thought there was any sort of yeah there was never there was never going to be any sort of var impact in this goal it was it was nailed on clear cut thank you very much 2-1 happy days but then when the the, the dreaded purple screen comes up VAR check and there's a Forest player on the floor getting treatment so I thought okay maybe they're checking the foul I had a good view of it wasn't anything in it for me so no foul so I was still pretty content at this point then it says checking offside and then when Paul Tierney goes to the VAR monitor I'm thinking something's up here why does an on-field official need to go to the VAR monitor Mm -hmm. checking offside call this stuff should be done for him it's either on uh, onside or offside. There, there, there shouldn't be a grey area. I appreciate at the time because we hadn't seen a proper replay of it, um, so I appreciated then there was there's a grey area within this rule whether it was um, deliberate contact by the Forest player where he deliberately played for the ball, where was it a deflection or whatnot, and then seeing it back, there's no two ways about it. It was a deliberate interception trying to put it out for a corner how Paul Tierney I mean PG uh, PG Moll have got rid of Lee Mason I don't think Paul Tierney to be honest will be too far behind because this is happening a lot with him um, I never quite really feel comfortable with him officiating our matches I have to be honest and uh, again like I'm normally a defender of referees I've got a referee qualification myself so I, I, I try to sympathise with the officials as much as possible this this interpretation of var is is getting a bit of a joke. um there's just no two ways about it. I mean uh, Dermot Gallagher confirmed it this morning on on Sky. Perfectly legit, legitimate goal should have stood. I, I'm gutted for I'm gutted for Elliot at the end of the day because what a moment that would have been. A fantastically well taken goal. A beautiful ball in by Isak as well. for, for yeah. Anderson to get on the end of and the game could have been seen out a lot easier than, than what it was but thankfully the right result was had in the end
0: well yeah very true i think you know it would be a very different conversation if newcastle hadn't went and won it and then they'd been robbed now you know people that listen to the show with me and andrew every week know that we, we discussed this quite a lot and and it does feel i know i know the old saying is that it balances itself out over the season but how many times have we seen this with Newcastle United this season? It it does feel like it's becoming a little bit of a joke.
1: It is, and it's it's not just Newcastle. I mean, you could argue about the oh, Wolves' yeah. decision last week as well with Jimenez. But for me, and I, and, and I promise you, I'm not being biased. For me, Jimenez as as played for the foul, yeah. and not if this was the Jimenez pre his injury struggles. Jimenez would have tried to and probably got the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a shadow of his former his for self, unfortunately, for, for Wolverhampton. But it's, it, the technology is not the problem.
0: you using it.
1: <laughs> correct. The technology, you know, what can't speak can't lie. So the technology I am a fan of. And I think it's, it's, it's right that it's in the game but something is going on there and Howard Webb really has got a job on his hands to, to get a hold of these officials. I don't understand how they can get it so wrong so often in the Premier League, biggest league in the world. It's It's utterly baffling and, you know, on another day that's cost us another two points and our season once again is stuttering a little bit perhaps, but, and the same could have been said against Wolves as well, but, Fortunately, as Isak, as he, as he said, he said to Sky, we're now finding ways to win again. It would have been very easy for our season to, to fold and collapse after the cup final defeat. But we're now, we've regrouped, we're finding ways to win again, which is really encouraging to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for anybody who hasn't seen the clip on Twitter, please do go search Castle Fans TV to see the scenes where Elliot Anderson scored. And a very, very excited Sam <sighs> And some, some expletives, I think, at the, at the pitch. <laughs>
1: I, when I joined Newcastle Fans TV, I was determined not to make a tit of myself on the internet. <sighs> well, that's gone out the window then.
0: You were caught up in the moment. We've all been there. Don't worry, I nobody will. Yeah,
1: and, and and it'll happen again, no doubt. No. So <laughs> these these things these things happen, as uh, another Sam once said. Absolutely.
0: Well, we we've, we've already sort of touched on it, but I mean the way that Newcastle saw out the game and. You know, as you say, even after that Anderson decision, you know they could have, you know, let their heads drop and and let it affect them. Just talk me through the scenes at the end when you know they've wrapped it up in the ninety seventh minute.
1: Did not see a second of the last few minutes of the game. Couldn't see a thing. Um, there was there was people. So I was on I was on row D, um, but there must have been about seven rows of people ahead of me at least. Um, all good natured stuff, and there was some good back and forth between us and the forest fans, as i say old school ground i i i re- I, I like forest um considering we've a horrendous record there, terrible record there we, we did really well Friday night, yeah, the scenes at the end we were in the city ground a good half an hour after after um full time it was similar actually um to the semi final first leg against Southampton it was very very similar. And you know all of this over three points, um, yeah. It, it it was it was lovely. It was just it was just the best. It really is. You can't you can't buy atmospheres like that. And the players come over, do what they do. Um, we were doing our videos afterwards, and we spoke to a family, and, and and the young girl uh, in the car had got Willock's shirt. She was buzzing. She was over the moon. It was great. The the connection. Between the squad and the fans now, Um, Bruno epitomises that. Who would have thought a Brazilian sign from Lyon could just embrace Newcastle United culture so much so quickly? Um, He loves it. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. It's written all over his face. And again, stuff like that's priceless. Um, but yeah, the last few minutes, I, I honestly couldn't tell you how we saw the game out. I mean, we could have lost three two, and no one would have known in the away end. Um, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It really was. I can't. It was, it was almost like a were you there moment. And like you wouldn't think that from just a Forest away on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, we're we're pushing for Europe. They're fighting for their survival. But yeah, it, it's strange how these things happen and the way we won it in the end um, dictated that. And the squad feeds off the fans, and the fans off, uh, feed off, off what's happening on the pitch. And yeah, it's, it's a match made in heaven at the moment.
0: It, it does certainly feel like it was probably, as you say, an away day for the Brooks. It, it looked absolutely fantastic. Um, whether you're watching it on TV or, or from the videos on social media, um, one thing we haven't really spoke about now is is one of the opposition players, and that is um, John Joe Shelby. Um, certainly, through my eyes, although I, you know I'd had a couple of beers at that point, it looked like from minute one he was really trying to get in in Bruno's face, um, and I'm sure the away end wasn't taking um, you know too kindly to that. I just want to read out some comments from him after the game. Um, and it was. I didn't think they would whinge as much as they did on the pitch. I represent this football club now. I will give it my all. There were a lot of whinge bags in their team. Now, for a man who was, you know, pretty well respected on Tyneside during the, you know, his time here, who didn't leave under a cloud, who's only really left the club two months ago, very, very odd comments from Shelby. I think
1: <laughs> John Joe has got a very dry sense of humour. And I'm like that as well. I, I can see that maybe be especially the whinge bag comments. Look, he was a he was a professional, so like the comments of him playing for Forest and he represents that football club now. Absolutely fair enough, hundred percent. There were some spicy tackles going in. Mm. And I thought he was very, very lucky to escape a yellow early on. Yeah. Um the match cam that the club put out as well uh yesterday, I believe, there's some great footage. I mean, a lot of it was just Shelby hanging around the, the Newcastle squad. Yeah. Um I've always been a fan of John Joe. I think the comments he made were tongue in cheek and it was his dry sense of humour. Um but he, he was a fierce competitor on the pitch. And look, John Joe travelled up the M1, A1M to to say goodbye after seven years. Let's not forget that. Um he will be fondly remembered, but i I think that was just a bit of john joe banter but um yeah it was it was spicy it was a good battle. I mean Bruno won the battle. there's no two ways mm-hmm. about it um but you know John Joe held his own, but i I thought he should have got a yellow early on. The first yellow of the game was Dan Burnford descent, which I found very peculiar because there was some uh, there was a few spicy tackles going yeah. in early doors um but yeah. I, th- I think he was uh, a bit tongue in cheek.
0: Let's, let's certainly hope so. Um, right then, now, you know, as you say, international break coming up. Some would argue it's come at a good time—injuries, tired bodies. Some would say, you no, know, it's it's sort of disrupting, um, you know, the rhythm. Especially when you look at some of the other teams. I mean, Antonio Conte this weekend really, really. <laughs> you know, sort of making a fool out of himself.
1: Which... <laughs> Tell me you want to be sacked without telling me you want to be sacked.
0: <laughs> he literally could not have asked, you know, for that sort of big payout anymore um, in that post-match press conference. But I mean, look, it's it, it all fallen apart. at Spurs. fantastic for Newcastle United. And I think when you match that with Liverpool's fixtures coming up in the next couple of weeks, the challenge for the top four is really in Newcastle United's hands. As, a, as you know a, a supporter who you know runs a, a fan channel champions league you know not the be end and the be all and end all you wrote a conference league you wrote a league how disappointed you know at yourself are, and do you think the fan face would be if, if they miss out on top four from this position I don't think there'll be
1: any genuine disappointment there might be a bit of what could have been but genuine disappointment nah not for me so soon our first full season post takeover squad's not there yet squad's still thin we've left ourselves short after january i think we can all agree with that um i can see why the deals were done uh, letting chris wood go and, and john joe go to a, to a lesser extent personally i would have kept until the summer um but we would have taken top 10 in a cup run top eight in a cup run wouldn't we we've had the cup run we've had a wonderful weekend away yes the, it didn't go our way and it was a bit what could have been um, we didn't really show up maybe Isak should have started the final like I said all along but Eddie Howe doesn't listen to me um, which is probably a good thing um, yeah I don't think there's a genuine disappointment I I, I know Thursday nights are sometimes maligned, and Thursday Sunday's a bit irritating. Thursday Sunday, Thursday Sunday, plain. I liked. I always like. I always enjoy our uh, European nights on a Thursday. Back in the day, the UEFA Cup, and when we were in the Europa League under Pardue, I trust we'll sign more than Vernon and Anita this summer to to help um, spearhead a a top four push for next season and combine that with a European campaign. Um, It's going to be tough. I think Liverpool are the, are the real dangers. Um, to quote my esteemed podcast host, uh, Mister Greenwood, Spurs are being Spursy. Um, so look, I don't think they will get top four. Um, you can't rule out Brighton. You can't. You just can't rule out Brighton either. Um, but I think the main danger is Liverpool, um, and I think it will be between us and them. Oh, okay, Spurs have got the point on the board. I suppose that's better than games in hand. But I think Liverpool are the main danger to top four. But as you say, it's in our hands. Regroup now. They're off to Dubai, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and then it's one last push. Hopefully, everyone, the main protagonists in the squad, can stay fit and they can fire on all cylinders for one last push for for Europe.
0: Yeah, we've got some comments in here about, about the top six question. Geordie Tune for Life says top six would be magnificent. Top four is the cherry on the cake. We won't be unhappy. Darren Lee says the finish line is so close. Brighton could be in for a shout if they win games in hand. And Ian CR65 says we should be targeting third. We're better than Man United. Um, well, you know, Man United certainly looked like they were very beatable yesterday against Fulham. Manchester United next. You know they've already matched them this season at Old Trafford. You know, you know, in that nil-nil draw. Admittedly, you know, played off the park and uh, well, not played off the park, but obviously struggled in the cup file against them. Um What would your team be for that game? as in James's after the international break.
1: It's a tricky one because we don't know what bodies will have fit. Um... Let, let's, no. assume,
0: let's assume Miggie's going to miss out. It doesn't sound too promising on Gordon either. Let's say Fabian shares back. Cher and Pope
1: will be fine, won't they? Because Pope's obviously out of the England squad as well. Um, big Joe will be back, of course, after his uh, suspension. So that's an interesting one. Do you yeah. keep the midfield trio the same? And do you move Joe Linton out wide again? That, that could be a big argument. Could you move Maxi out onto the right? Interesting. There's options. Um, Jacob Murphy's doing well, but look, we all know he's not quite good enough for where we want to be. I love Jacob Murphy. If we'd have won the cup final, I would have wanted to have been out that night with Jacob Murphy. But, you know, he's not that quality um, compared to the rest of the squad. Interesting one. I'd be really tempted... And although I didn't like us playing Joe Linton out wide, but it was sort of kind of working. I'd be tempted to keep the midfield three the same. Willock was outstanding. Yeah. Longstaff's doing well. Bruno's world class. I'd be sort of tempted to to maybe stick Joe out on the left and then maybe give Maxi a go on the right. Um, if Gordon's fit, do you chance him on the right? Um yeah, and Isak stays up top. Wilson has to, you know, prove his worth again off the bench and get back to form somehow, which I'm sure he will, because, again, I, I love Wilson. It's not a criticism at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elliot Anderson deserves some game time off the bench um, because his impact at Forest really did help us win the game.
0: Yeah, certainly good to see that Howard has got options now, um, considering how it looked at the start of the season. Small more comments here. Yeah. John Steele says, I would make just two changes. Joel and for Longstaff. Arneson deserves a run after what he did for Forrest. He's certainly got options. Jacob Murphy here as well. Harsh Murphy's been better than Longstaff. No, Longstaff. he
1: hasn't. Longstaff's it's been... always Longstaff that gets the brunt of fan frustration, isn't it? I can never understand why. Longstaff's been Long... very good.
0: Yeah, it does certainly feel like Bruno and Willick have, have you know, because they're you know, a bit flashier, because they're probably a bit better in front of goal, it does certainly feel like... Um, they do get less stick than longstaff. Anybody who watches this show knows that I'm a huge longstaff defender. I think the work he does um, off the ball is just unbelievable. Before we get you a go, Sam, um, you've got to give us a prediction as well for first Manchester United after the national break and also to put you on the spot where Newcastle United finish this season.
1: Um, I think we do, Man United. I think we win 2-0. Um and I think I think ASM's gonna score as well and prove his worth on any day ASM can do anything and win us any game in the world. Um in terms of our finish this season, look I'd love for us to get top four because then that opens up so many um other avenues in the transfer window and, and the financial benefits of it just allows us to, to, to get a better quality player. I don't think We'll get it this year. I think we'll finish fifth or sixth. And that's amazing, by the way. That's that's not that's not disappointing. That's not pessimism. That's that's an amazing season. Sixth and, and a cup final. Who would have thought that this time twelve months ago? Um, if we get top four, amazing, amazing. Passports at the ready, I've just got to get the permission slip signed off the wife. Um, which is will prove tricky
0: um
1: but yeah it, it it's been an amazing season, one last push, um some tough games to come, some key games to come, obviously, we welcome Spurs to St James's in there as well. Brighton have got to come to St james's um, yeah, and um, I think the next few games are key because we've got a lot of away games in a short space of time the game after the the games after the break are coming thick and fast, we've got to go to Brentford we've got the rearranged game at West Ham. Um, so the squad's got to be tested. We've got to we've got to keep players fit. That could be the difference between fourth and sixth. Is managing that squad and injuries. It's um, it's going to be crucial.
0: Yeah, rightly so. As you say, sixth, fifth, or sixth in, in, a, in a cup run, I think everybody would have absolutely um, bit your arm off for of that at the start of the season. Sam, thanks very much as ever for joining us, um, and obviously. Please, if you're watching this live or listening later, go and check out all of Sam and Johnny's content on Newcastle Fans TV. Thanks very much for tuning in on Facebook or YouTube or listening later. Andrew Musgrove will be back later this week. He'll be pleased to know he'll be back on uh, hosting duties with Gibbo and the view from the opposition uh, later this week. Thanks very much for tuning in and we'll catch you soon, guys.